Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. Right, it is Wolfing down your lunch on a Thursday afternoon. Thanks to Zoe for joining us. Uh, also, Wolf just left. He's got some football game or something he's got to go yeah. watch. What, what's going on? It's, you know, it's just a lack of commitment. It's like the earlier, because we get off early, we get off at 1230 today, and that wasn't enough no. for Wolf. <laughs> true. His eyes lit up when you said we're off at 1230 on, on Thursday, and then he asked for an extra half hour of vacation. Uh, Aaron Maloney is here, though, with Wolf and Down Your Lunch, obviously. Aaron? So, I'm glad you and I are here. Yeah, let me just saying. Let me just say that. <laughs> but it was looking like Game 8 against the Dallas Mavericks last night before the Suns pulled off an out-of-nowhere comeback to beat the Mavs to open the season 107-105. to Here's Devin Booker and Monty Williams after the game. In the fourth quarter, when we're down 15, you know, the bench got a little, you know, not not looking at each other. And I was like, yo, we, we've been here before. I know we have a few new guys, but we, we've been in this situation before. And just, just play it out. Play it out. Compete at a high level. Obviously, you got to tighten some screws when you're, when you're down that much. But just play through it. I mean, we're down 17, so... I'm sure my cheeks were puckered a little bit. I mean, it's it's not a comfortable situation, you know, but that happens in the NBA. So what do you think was the difference between the first half and the second half? Because it really was a tale of two halves. Yeah, I mean, it helped to have DeAndre Ayton out there in the second half. That that made made a maybe a bigger difference than I would have even expected in game one of the season. Campaign looked better. But I, I honestly, I think the biggest thing was just the intangible, and Devin Booker kind of hit on it right there. As much as it sucks, they were in this position last year against Dallas, and they just never fought back. Whereas last night, you just kind of go out there in the second half with like, okay, we got nothing to lose. If, if it doesn't go right, we're 0-1 to start the season. Big deal. Let's like actually get after it. And they did, and they woke up. And we'll see how it carries over tomorrow and the rest of the season. But I, I think it was big for them. I think it was almost bigger that they won a game like that early just because of the way last year ended. Monty Williams did something new yesterday as he sat Chris Paul the last five minutes of a tight game. Why? Well, that's normally where I take him out anyway. So I usually give him a three-minute break, and then I bring him in to close. Um, that, that's been the rotation for us. But camp came in, we had like a, a good rhythm, and I just felt like it was the move to just stay with Cam, you know. Um, and Chris was engaged and telling guys, you know, it was almost like he was out there. But it was really his time to come out. I tried to get him out around the 7-6 and give him a, about three minutes rest and then have him come in and close. Uh, Cam did such a good job uh, with that group. That group as a whole was pretty good on both ends, and so I just rolled with it. Do you think this is going to be something that we're going to see often with the Suns? Or do you think it was just the situation of last night? Campaign was looking great and he didn't want to mess up that chemistry. I think I think it's that. I think it's the second one. I don't I don't want to see it often because in the case of last night, Chris Paul wasn't real effective offensively. So that that played into it. I mean, I don't hate the idea of Chris Paul 
playing less minutes this season during the regular season, so he's less likely to be hurt or, or beat up for the playoffs. But last night in particular, Monty wasn't like, hey, we're going to, this isn't load management at the end of game one, we can come back and beat Dallas. Just campaign was being more effective, and that's great for campaign, and it's great because it worked out for a win. And, you know, like Zoe was saying when he was in here before, it's great because you also kind of you limited Chris Paul's minutes, but. I want to see Chris Paul look like Chris Paul again. It's been ever it's been since. been too long. It's been ever since he turned, what, 37? 37. Yeah. The second he turned 37, everything yeah. changed. Totally. So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, do you feel better or worse about the Suns' outlook this season after their opening night win? So your choice is better, that comeback was above and beyond. Worse, there are a lot of question marks with this team, or same as before. Um... I don't want to, I'm going to have to answer same as before because I was, I'm I'm pretty high on this team. If anything, I actually kind of felt a little bit worse after last night, but not worse, not, not enough to vote that way. I I would say pretty close to the same, but I mean, there were more question marks than I thought necessarily in that one game. So 44% say same as before. 37% say they feel better. That comeback was above and beyond. And then 19% say worse. There are a lot of question marks with this team. Coming up tonight, we have Thursday night football as the Cardinals gear up to take on the Saints. The cards are slightly favored in the matchup. Now, ESPN's Ed Warder did just tweet out saying that a few reporting items on tonight's game. He's been told, as expected, Andy Dalton is starting for the Saints with Jameis Winston active as QB free. The Cardinals also have package of plays for newly acquired wide receiver Robbie Anderson. He expects him for 10 to 15% of offensive snaps. Okay, well, I mean, my first thought is I'm... Nothing against Andy Dalton, but I would rather it was Andy Dalton than Jameis Winston. Just because I do think as as bad as things have been for the Cardinals, when you consider short week and you're getting DeAndre Hopkins back and you're the home team, this is a game the Cardinals should be able to win. So that's why Taysom Hill concerns me a little bit because he's a wild card. And I think Jameis Winston would be a bit of a wild card. You know he'd throw you two or three interceptions, but he'd probably also throw for two or three touchdowns somehow. Whereas Andy Dalton kind of fits more into that, this is going to be a lower scoring 20 to 17 24 to 20 type game I would still like to know that the Cardinals have a kicker but that's a different story uh, Robbie Anderson though I mean he only needs one or two plays to make a big play I I don't expect a lot of volume to him but uh, but if he could just make like one or two big plays that really help well and if Dalton starts tonight which it sounds like he will he will have started against the Cardinals for the fourth straight year for the fourth team. So in 2019, he played for the Bengals. The Cardinals won that game 26 to 23. In 2020, he was with the Cowboys. The Cards won 38 to 10. 2021, he was with the Bears and the Cards won 33 to 22. So if Andy Dalton plays tonight, feel better. Let's you, get that first home win, guys. You didn't just know that off the top of your head, right? You were reading that. No, I okay. just read it off of Jess Roots' okay. Twitter account. All right. And then. Sticking kind of with the injury report for tonight. On the Cardinals side, Hollywood Brown, Dennis Gardeck, Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, and Daryl Williams are out. While James Conner, Trayvon Mullen, Matt Prater, and Jalen Thompson are questionable. So when it comes to that injury report, is there one player that you would like to see out there more than the other? And I'm going to take away Matt Prater Uh. because he kind of already just said that. (laughs) Well, okay, if you're going to take away Prater, and that's I'm glad you did that because it felt weird looking at that list of pretty big impact players and saying the kicker's the most important. 
uh, but he is this week. Um, of those other three questions, first off, guys, can we just say because remember when Matt Prater got hurt and Wolf said, "Oh, it's a hip; it'll be fine." Yes, yeah, that's a good point. He should have to come back, turn around wherever he is, come back in here and apologize. Yes, I agree. Because it, it, you could make the case it has cost them two games directly. Um, of those other three guys, James Conner, Trayvon Mullen, or Jalen Thompson, I would go with Jalen Thompson. I, I mean, I think he's going to play. He's, I mean, he's just around it all game, every game. He's, he's such a difference maker for this team, and I think he's actually starting to fly under the radar a little bit less nationally, too. So it would be him, but no, Matt, Matt Prater is the answer if that's an option. Uh, all right, that was Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron, as always. When we come back, it is a short show today. Cardinals coverage beginning at 1230, so we'll come back with our final thoughts on this one, and I think I saw Jared Carlin wandering around the newsroom, so he's going to come in here, too. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Just not being able to find rhythm as an offense, um, new to me. So we're going to continue to work at it um, personnel-wise, see how we can move things around, and, and scheme-wise, see how we can get better because you know it's a six-game view, and it uh, hasn't been good enough. Where has all the offense gone? Why is it dink and dung? What happened to our quarterback? And why do we now suck? Will the return of D-Hop help the team succeed? Thursday night, there is one thing the Cardinal offense needs. We need a guru. We're holding out that a guru gets the offense right. And he's got to be smart. And he's got to be cool. And he's got to score points Thursday night. We need a guru. We're holding out for the guru who will call the plays. If he can't move the ball and he can't score some points, what does he do anyway? Do anyway. Where's the guru? Where's the guru? So there's that. Jared Carlin has wandered into the studio, and that's your entrance music right there. You need to explain yourself. Well, uh, um, how much time do you have to explain myself? Well, that's here, a big uh, ask. I have a couple questions for you. Okay? Yeah. First of mm-hmm. all, well, this is sure. not a question. No. People, if you're driving around, you're like, why'd you make us listen to that? If you're, you're driving around, I hope you're still driving around and yes. you haven't pulled over to the side of the road to <laughs> crash or vomit. <laughs> I had to watch Jarrett dance to his own singing. So that's a whole different level of <laughs> That's thing. a meta kind of thing there. Um, would you say you're getting worse at this vocally? <laughs> Listen to the the lyrics, the writing. I'm really more of a writer yes, performer. Yes, you are actually very... I've seen you write these things, and, yeah. and like some of these are actually really good if you had like somebody else sing them. If I'm a writing those, guru. Yeah. Like, you know how there's some of those people that write songs for other people? <laughs> They're called writers. Yeah. Well, I... I I wanted to give a little, you know, emotion to that one, so I really gave it my all. <laughs> Some of them are more in my vocal range. Now, that that was a female singer originally, Bonnie Tyler. What emotion would you say you attached to that song? Well, right nausea, there? disgust. Okay, I don't think those are emotions. Those are human. But that was a song about Cliff Kingsbury, yes. and because on the Bickley Murata Morning Show from six to ten a.m. On uh, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh, wow. Seamless. Uh, (laughs) Even though there's seven signs in front of you. We we often refer to... 
Cliff Kingsbury as the guru, the offensive guru, because that's what he was sold as yes. when he was hired, mm-hmm. this innovative mind that could design plays, that could call plays. And yet, with few exceptions, really, in his entire tenure, we haven't seen it that much. And if there's ever going to be a game following a game where you played the worst defense in the league and could not show it, yes, you're going to need to show something eventually here. This feels like the sort of game that they should win, which means nothing at this point unless they actually win it, but they should win this game. And I'm torn on this because if they win, I still think most Cardinals fans are going to be they're going to want change. It's just it, unless they go out there and put up like 40 against the Saints, then maybe people will just kind of be like, "Oh, it just was DeAndre Hopkins or or worst case DeAndre Hopkins can cover it up." You know, last time they were on Thursday night football. Yes. Everything 7 and 0. Yeah. And then A.J. Green didn't turn around, yes. and everything, everything else, else about did. the team did turn around. <laughs> some kind of some kind of curse, some, some kind of voodoo witch, ancient curse. That well, was, it's clear what you have to do. Yeah, run A.J. Green into the end zone on the other side of the field and have him turn, turn around the, the other, other way. way. Yeah, and everything will be fine. This is brilliant. I don't know why they haven't tried it, but this is the night to try it. It's Thursday night. It's October. Like, let's do this. The only problem with that is you'd probably have to throw the ball to A.J. Green. Yeah, and you'd have to get close enough to be able to do it. Oh, you'd have to be near the end zone. Yeah. What do you think are the keys to the game? Because I haven't heard your keys. I'm sure the audience listening has, so this is really a dumb question to ask you. Because um, I'm... But uh, there's a new audience. I'd, I'd like to have a kicker. Is that an option? Can well, we have a kicker? Well, the the Saints don't have a quarterback yeah, right true. now. They haven't named their quarterback yet. Did you think, well, he's been na- he has a name. They just haven't announced him yet. But do you think? That's what I, whenever they say, like, he didn't dress the entire season. It's yeah. like, well, we can't put a naked guy in the field. No wonder he didn't play. He couldn't play. What do you think of my idea of Will Lutz just kicks for both teams? Like, would anybody even notice? I don't think anyone knows what kickers look like enough, yeah. especially with helmet. You know what they could do is they could give him one regular helmet and one of those old school ones with the one bar. Yeah. And it just seemed like a different person. Or just give him like a black uniform because it's the Saints and the Cardinals and then he can just switch helmets every time he oh, kicks. Are they wearing those goofy color rush things tonight? Uh, like yeah, are the Saints going to be like head to toe in gold? I think the Cardinals are wearing black, aren't they? All black, black I think, pants. I think this is one of the games they were supposed to wear the the black. The, well, the they black wear the helmet. black helmets with yeah. the black jerseys and white pants. Yeah, I think that's what they're wearing. Oh, okay, I think because sometimes they do this like total monochromatic. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the uniforms. I don't think either team is in the uh, the mood to be like, hey, let's get wacky with our uniforms. <laughs> yes. Two and four does not lead to a lot of no. wackiness. You shouldn't get to wear a crazy uniform unless you're at least five hundred or above. That should be a rule that if you get to a certain level above 500, you can wear anything you want. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be uniform. Like plaid. You could wear, you could wear like the outfits that they wear when they walk into the game with pads underneath. <laughs> Kyler Murray wearing that. I think he had pads green. on his shoulders <laughs> in that one. He did. That was, was already throwback. ready. Uh, what's your key to the game? Since mine was have one kicker kick for both teams, I've set the bar incredibly high. It's, it's, it's interesting because on the one hand, you want to get DeAndre Hopkins involved, but it also would be sort of nice. If him just coming back as a decoy opened up the offense for everybody else. D-hop decoy? Th- that's very well said. Yeah. You should trademark that I, because I'm going to steal it and make money off of it. He's already put it in his next hype video, so it's okay. If, yeah, isn't that funny that yeah. he had a hype video? It's, he's not coming back from injury. <laughs> I know. He's not coming back from a devastating personal thing that he had to overcome. He's, I, he's coming back from having broken the rules and getting kicked out of the league for six games. It was interesting that he had to be like working out in the video like he's rehabbing from something. It should, should have been like him eating like clean grilled chicken or something. Is there anything that Snoop Dogg is not available for these days? No. Because he was in, in that hype video. Yeah, he was. 
<laughs> um, but it'd be, it'd be nice if like this was finally the Rondell Moore breakout game. If if they finally started using Greg Dortch again. Thank you. You want to join the I Miss Greg Dortch fan club? What a Dortch. Yeah, see, that could be our... our <laughs> I guess that could be our motto. Or how about where is Dorch? What's a motto? I don't know. Nothing. What's a motto with you? Oh, God. I walk into your horrible dad jokes. How, how much longer is this show? <laughs> I think you got one about two Okay, so guys. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> so, Luke, you brought up a good point in... Last break, you said FanDuel had the over-under with DeAndre Hopkins receptions at? Yeah, what do you think that is? Because I, Aaron What, what I, is the over-under or what is he actually going to get? No, no, what do you think they set the over-under at? Six. Okay, well, that's it's five and a half. I said eight and a half, Aaron said nine. Nah, because... They're going to... Th- if they don't throw to him, if he doesn't have six catches, honestly, you're doing my show tomorrow. Uh, I'll no, right, that's it's not the list. Check on that no, one. Because, never mind. I can't. It's not. It's not there. He'll do it. I'll. I'll. I'll bet you he has less than six catches tonight. <laughs> How many yards do you think he'll have? Not that many. I see. I'm more confident okay. in the catches than the. I yards. think he'll have uh, five or six. Let's say he has six catches for fifty yards. He should have like eleven catches. Who else are you throwing to? Even if it's only fifty yards, they need to be throwing to him like yeah, twice every drive. Okay, but that's often the problem with the offense is they only ever throw to one guy. That's fine. When they Hollywood Brown was first. here, he he had he was having a great statistical year, but that's the only guy Kyler throws to. He looks to one side if that person's not open. He doesn't know what to do. I'm not saying that DeAndre Hopkins is definitely going over five and a half catches because, in a weird way, you're right. I'm just saying he better go over five but and a half get, catches. But if he gets eight catches and Greg Dortch has zero again well, they're not and A.J. Green has one and Rondell Moore has two because passes that you throw backwards don't count as catches... Two catches the for offense is not going to. The offense is going to do the same thing that's I been agree, doing when you only have one good receiver. I agree, but it yes, that sucks. But that's a better outlook than DeAndre Hopkins has four catches and all the other stuff is still the same. It's not like they're going to throw the Dorch anyway. You, you and I are the only two. That right, real to quick, to. will Rowdy Robbie Anderson do anything today? I think he has. I think he has one big catch. One big catch would be nice. Like it's like uh, twenty-eight yards. Did say. you find it concerning? that the doctor who examined Hollywood Brown was also named Robert Anderson. Uh, That's odd. All right, it's time to go. Thanks to uh, Lorenzo Alexander for joining us. Thanks to Jarrett. Thanks to Erin Maloney for running the entire show by herself, unlike Jarrett, who ran it into the ground at the very end. For Wolf, I'm Luke. We've got Cardinals Saints coverage starting next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.